0: Here we are. I saw you bopping your head, though. You like it? That's good, too, man. You know made it. You know made it? Nuno <laughs> you know, made that track. Wow, he's so, famous now. <laughs> we always give him props, though. I'm like, hey, you made that too. It was pretty good. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Jonathan Sherwood, a really good friend of mine, somebody that uh, I care a lot about and someone that we've been working together on a lot of different things on. Wanted to have him on because he does have a pass in construction that I want to learn more about. It's been We talk a, lo- a lot about other businesses that we go into but nothing about your construction past so That's welcome true. to the show
1: thank you guys yeah
0: everything good all good man yeah waiting for this covid shit to pass so we can start doing some of this mad. stuff yeah fuck yeah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anthony's in here today our co-host as well helping out so yeah so i guess let's just get into it and obviously we've known each other for obviously different paths that we've come across yeah. and uh, you did do construction in the past you were doing some framing for past did. so yeah yeah
1: I was in construction. I actually started construction doing, believe it or not, tiling and that was a fucking bitch job, man. That was a labor intensive, back breaking shit. You laid it? I laid
0: it. So yeah. you laid tile, did everything, I laid set
1: laid set it, did like the skim coat on the floor, put the chicken everything, wire yeah. down, scratch coat, all that shit. How did you
0: learn that though? Cuz that's a
1: skill. I actually learned from this Polish guy. This yeah. guy was like 65. And because I was a bad dude and I was doing a lot of bad shit, I had to get a job. And I needed a job that was going to pay me good, that wasn't going to be stupid. And I could still do what I was doing on the side. (laughs) (laughs) He brought me in and he was very strict, you know, how he did things. Uh, He took his job to heart. He was very passionate about it. That's all he's done his whole life. And uh, he took me on. And for me, it was hard at first because you couldn't do it. You had to do it how he said to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, you just take the fuck off. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. So I started that. And then I started to get good at it to the point where I said, fuck this guy. And I went off <laughs> go and on did your my own. own thing. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah.
0: You For clients or people just I started, started calling no, you up?
1: People just started calling me. And then from there, buddy, went into drywall taping. My dad did that as a kid. So when I was a young kid, I would always go with my dad to a job. And I would sit there and watch this guy put fucking tape and mud on a wall.
0: Yeah. That's
1: probably one of the hardest things for me to do. You know what, though, man? I love tape. Do you? I love tape, man. Give me the headset. Tell everyone to get the fuck out of the room or the house and just tape. And I made good cash at that. And then from there, I just, how I do things is I go big. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? I started tiling. Now I get into drywall. And I also knew the business, meaning I was always around framers. My family was into doing shingling, flat roofs, torch apply. So I had a good grasp. On everything. Yeah. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going to start my own. That's good. Like company yeah. Or GC company? So... How old are you? I was... When I started tiling, I was 17. That's young. Then I was 19 when I started my own company. Then I took a little bit of leave of absence Mm -hmm. to go on a vacation. Mm -hmm. And then when I got back from my vacation, I was probably 27, 28 Mm -hmm. and started back up. And then I had, I had a lot of cash at the time and I had a lot of contacts. So I started this construction company that basically did custom homes Mm. and, I found here like Toronto, Bronton, Oakville, Hamilton, GTA call it, it was too much because the competition, everyone was a fucking builder. Yeah. Everyone was a drywaller. Everyone was a Tyler. And there was just no money to be there. Like you would go quote a job and I go to quote on a paint job in a house. The product alone was eighty five hundred. And then you would give them the price, and they'd be like, oh, I had a quote for $12,000.
2: I'm like, how is that possible? How the fuck is
1: that possible? Yeah. The product I gave you cost on is right there. Like, you see the receipts, man. Mm-hmm. This is my product. It going to
2: cost. Yeah, they're comparing apples to pears. Yeah. That's what happened a lot in GTA. And
1: it's so fun. I would tell them, listen, bro, if I could steal the product too, <laughs> I would give you the same price. But unfortunately, I don't steal paint, <laughs> so I can't. Yeah. yeah. But then those people would always call you back because those people that would do it came in, fuck the job. Yeah,
0: yeah. Took 75% profit and then they'd fix it.
1: And then at first I would say, sure, but yeah, no problem. I'll come in and fix it. But then I found out that was too much work because then I'm now doing the job twice. Hmm. So after a while... I would just say, no. They'd say, no, fuck you, man. I gave you the price. Or, or the my price is higher. Price. Yeah. Or the price is higher. But even that just gets into two. It's bullshit. It's already right? messy. It's yeah. already dirty, man. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let's go to Muskoka. So went up to Muskoka because I had some people up there. And their family was building. So they wanted to build a cottage. The cottage was about 9,000 square feet. In Port Carling, mm-hmm. and their general contractor fucked up. Because I was friends with the family, they're like, "John, can you come in, take
0: f- fix, take Save. care of this?" But was it like a legit fuck up, or did you see that there was some no it was a legit in- fuck yeah. up? Man, he I'm didn't, like, know, what he he didn't know what he was yeah. doing. The framers
1: didn't know what they were doing. There was no backing. Like it was just it was a poor job, unorganized. Walls weren't even straight. Nothing was square. And they skipped a lot of things there was not the proper beams and place. it was just bad mm-hmm. dangerous actually yeah so i did that and what happened was from there was just a complete fluke when you go to muskoka the hardest thing they have there is getting contractors and the hardest thing is getting reliable contractors yeah. because see guys when it snows there it's a bitch. No one so wants to go. So when you're doing stonework out there, you're tarping the whole Dog. place off. You're fucking heating this thing 24-7. And these people don't want to work, though. Yeah. So they, they'll literally come. Like, the one guy that I had for stonework up there, yeah. he would show up and maybe lay stone for two hours and leave. Like, I said, bro, you're going to be fucking done this in when? <laughs> Six yeah. years from now. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that job, and from there, people just would show up. People would pull up. Hey, is this what you do? Can I get your card? And next thing you knew, I had a staff of 22 people. (laughs) I had 10 trucks. I had uh, a painting crew, a whole separate painting crew. I had a whole separate framing crew, drywallers, roof. We did it all. So it was a one-stop. And I didn't leave Muskoka for
0: six years. Now, how did you find what was the toughest part about ramping up that quick to get to 20 guys and 10 trucks? Was it ever like a cash flow issue for you to say, shit, I got to actually need money, go to the bank, get it, raise it. How did you get that to raise to get to that? Like, how long did it take you to get to 22 guys, 10 trucks? And how did you do it?
1: I had the bank then, man. So it it wasn't a problem. Cash was not a problem. What my problem was, guys, is I was fucking babysitting every day. It was running a full time daycare. Because, it's true, uh, adult daycare we Because, because fuck. Jeff didn't like Dave and, and, and fucking Dave's sandwich stinks and fucking. <laughs> so I, true I, though. I just felt like so I was true. managing And it also got to a point where I felt like They didn't give a fuck about me Because these guys are all making good money I paid my guys well Because I thought if I pay them They're going to produce They're going to produce are they paid were they from shit? there, though? No, they were from here, Got right? Got it. So they all lived like Hamilton, Burlington, Oakville. I would bring them up. At the first, I would put them in a hotel, which I was at the same you know, place. I paid for the rooms. I paid for their food. I paid for their gas. Plus, I paid them. I paid for their travel time. It was like the, the bills were big, but I was getting paid big. Mm. So I thought, hey, why squeeze these guys? Pay them. They are away from their families and their girls and stuff. And we were, like, we were doing 14-hour days.
0: Yeah. There's nothing else to do when days. you're there, right? You know just I mean? work. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, it how, was crazy. Man. How long was that for, though? Like, when you got it to, like, the biggest... Six, the years, six man. years. Six years. Six years. So you guys would basically just hang out there in hotels, and for, for six years, just get...
1: Well, so for the first year, was a hotel. Second year, I rented uh, a beautiful townhouse, massive townhouse in Port Carling, because I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm spending all this cash. Might as well... Re- just have a place where we yeah. can cook we more can comfortable place, yeah. more comfortable spot. and they some of them wanted to stay there some of them liked going to their own spot which I was okay you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it was just it was a daycare man and it was non-stop and I enjoyed it though because you're out you're doing what you're doing yes you're producing you're making good cash people liked what we had liked our style and it was a one-stop. So it wasn't like they were dealing with 10 other people. Yeah, We did the landscaping. We did the softscape. We did the hardscape. It's so full turnkey. Full turnkey. Who
0: did the designs for you, though? Did you guys have somebody? Me. Really? Wow. Yeah. So you would take so your design I, to an architect?
1: Yeah. So I had a friend. So I would design. Then I would take the design to this guy. And then he would obviously do the drawings and shit.
0: Get okay. permits, all that permits, stuff. Permits, he did everything That's for great. Yeah, was and like, what's clientele like up in Muskoka? Are they, like, just all reach up there because you think right you think they're just going to have money at being up there I did
1: it yeah so Muskoka was two things one you had the the people that were born into cash that were rude as fuck and I punched out a lot of people I had a lot of problems up there man like I had a lot of these guys that have never been hit in their life and they've always just talked to people like garbage you're the hired help do it shut the fuck up get it done And at that time, guys, I was 300 pounds full of rage, and if you fucked with me, I didn't care if I was going to lose a job. I would just fuck you up, throw you off the side of the cliff, and I don't give a shit, pack up the crew, and go. So I got a name for that up there, too. People knew me as the crazy, shaved head, 300-pound beast that would come in to paint your cottage or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I guess it would work in your favor, I guess, sometimes, too. People would know that, listen, this guy gets the job done. He knows what he's doing. Just yeah. don't fuck with him.
1: Yeah, it did for a bit. And then, sorry, so just to go back for a second. Then there was the people that were in Muskoka that worked hard. They earned it from nothing, worked hard, and they're there now. Mm. And those people that I, I probably did about six cottages for people like that, they were the best. They respected you like I respected them. If there was problems came up, you would just sit with them and explain, no problem, John. Here's the check. I totally understand. Yeah. So those were good people. The people that actually earned every dollar they had because they, they also knew what it was like to be starting a company from scratch and trying to get to the top. Yeah. Then I ran into a guy. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this is this motherfucker. <laughs> I hope you're hearing this you fucking goof <laughs> construction. So construction is massive. He does all the Walmart shopper drug marts, Tim Hortons, kid camps, but again, born into cash and his kids would then were, came into the cash and we started to build his cottage up there. And one thing I'll say about me is in every project that I did there, I was never behind. I was always a month or two ahead of schedule. So, if I told you your cause was going to be done at this day, I was always a month or two ahead of that. So, project. He bought this land, but no one wanted to work for this guy. But I didn't know why. Mm. And he called me and sat down with him. Seemed an okay guy. Yes, he was a businessman. Very stern. But I thought, okay, who cares? I'm like, good dough. Let's get this project. So, we started. And... This guy was a problem. He would fly in with his kid on his pontoon plane and land, and his son was so fucking arrogant. He would... I'd be standing in front of them both, and from either asking me a question, he would ask his dad to ask me.
0: Mm. Wow. He do
1: not want to address no, you? No, no, he wouldn't address me, because I was the hired help. What? it's so, <laughs> <That's> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up, man. So I had to bite my tongue, and, my, and the guys that were... On the crew with me they would like hey bro you gotta calm down hey bro like he's here we can see him flying in don't lose your shit today okay all right so like i said i went through a lot
0: of shit with him but the best was sorry to interrupt i just want to interrupt what would his dad say so like i'm a father you're a father one day you're a father if my son ever looked at me and was like hey dad can you ask this guy you know what he's doing with this part i'd be like what is your problem? He's right there in front of you. You treat him like you treat everybody else the same, right? As a dad, it's not yeah. just a son's fault. No. Where's the dad in this to say,
2: Yeah, hey, but, but it's probably, to build on what John's saying, it's probably, that guy engraved it in the fucking kid. So yeah. that's the way he is
0: now. Yeah, so weird. I would have just lo- I lost it on my Yeah, head. and I'm agreeing
1: with you, and I'm also agreeing with you. Yeah. You're right. This is how did shit. This is what he did to other people. So his son learned from him. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. And this is what would go on. So, he would also come in and he would check you. Check you, check you. Like, he's not a builder. He's never done anything in his fucking life besides have people run his construction. And he would come in and check you. He would ask you the most stupidest fucking questions. What would annoy my people? So, then they would be like, listen, if you don't like how we're doing it, why don't you show us? And then we'd start some bad blood there. Yeah. And so, he would try to joke with you after, but he was just a fucking goof. Mm-hmm. So, then bottom line is we killed this whole project we're done and he owed me 630k at the end of the project At the end of the project
0: okay it's a lot so How, what was the total project there oh uh,
1: that was like a 5.9 so wow okay so you big. had like 10 percent. it was
0: big yeah that's, that's yeah. about right yeah
1: 10 percent. 10%. Yeah. Yeah, 10%. so he he calls me to sit down come to his office cool so I go to his office, we're in a big boardroom, sitting at the table, he's where you are, and I'm sitting, like, right there, and he's, how's it going, John? Shooting the shit, just small talk. He's like, yeah, and he slides over the envelope, so I'm like, no, oh, thank you. So we're talking a bit, and I'm thinking, I'm, in my head, I'm like, I'm just gonna check to make sure this check's made out to the right, the right name, the right corporation, and everything, so I grab the envelope, I open it up, I check it. It's for 300. I looked at this guy, I said, Where's the other? Like, where's the other piece? He goes, you know what? He goes, I've been sitting here thinking, and he goes, you're three months ahead of schedule. I don't see why I'm going to pay you that extra because now I feel like you're ripping me off. Mm. So at this point, my blood is already boiling because I know what this guy's going to do. So I said, so let me ask you a question then. If I was three months Past, would you paid me double? Because I was question. That's a good point. He goes no. And he goes, let me tell you how this is going (laughs) to go. My God, he says, I know you want to hit me. I know you want to fuck me up, but if you do, which you can if you want to, your kids won't see this cash. I will fucking bury you so hard in court. That you won't get anything ever, and I will sink your whole company. So he goes, If you wanna smack me or do anything, go ahead. And I stood up, and it was the first time that I was stumped because I was like, Do I just waste this guy? But then I'm like, Then I'm done too. Like, then I'm gonna. So it was the first time that I had to swallow that and walk away from all that cash. And then from that day on in Muskoka, this is how the jobs began to go. The rich there were rich, but at the end of the project, I was getting
0: stiffed for at least hundred grand every time. That's insane. Yeah. So I'm glad that you shared that story, and thank you for sharing that story, because that's what this podcast is about. I want people to understand that it's not just GCs, that there are some shitty GCs out there that do mm-hmm. horrible jobs and, and screw around with clients. But man, this guy that you're just depicting right now, we've had that guy in our company before. We've had clients like that. And that's the reality is it's a two-way street, man. And the other way always goes worse for the GC than it does the client. Because the client always gets their shit done. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, they get their shit done. and they don't. But then if they don't want to pay for stuff that was done properly and they're professionals, this mm-hmm. guy's a professional. He knows yeah. the court system. He knows how to operate through well, it. He's
1: big, man. Look at They're a massive company.
0: Right. So it's great and i've heard of companies that get involved with massive companies like yourself and they do all the work and in the end they go bankrupt or the project didn't make sense so the Mm. project goes bankrupt there's no more money to pay you. i'm sorry go take me to court but there's nothing there and people have lost their livelihoods because of this so in the beginning you're like five million dollar project bro high five we got this we finished three months early high five this is awesome let's get to the next one and then the guy rips you off for five percent of a five million dollar contract And that's money. That's probably your profit because so everything, was else, profit. Yeah, every, was, everything yeah. else was to cover trades and material. Yeah. And then you're left holding like nothing. So what was this for? And this guy now has a property you built that's probably worth $7 million. Mm-hmm. And he's living off it. And he knows exactly what he did. They're criminals. But they're getting away with it because they know how to run the system. And that's why this podcast is exactly why you needed to tell that story because – People need to realize there's a lot of bad people out there. And there's career criminals that do this to GCs and construction all the time.
1: There's a lot, man. Like when you look at the homes, the Mike Holmes and the Brian and all these guys, not so much Brian, but Mike Holmes really fuck shit up because yep. this guy would come into a, a house and wearing his gay fucking overalls. and. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of you know, editing on this you know,
1: podcast. <laughs> thinking he's, you know, thinking he's God. And be like, yeah, we're going to do this uh, $25,000 bathroom for $3,000. So these people at home that have nothing to do yeah. are watching these shows. Yeah. You come quote their bathroom and they're like, oh, yeah. I saw Mike Holmes. And Mike Holmes says, do you use the the green drywall? And I, shut the fuck up.
0: There. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, what he's done is, yeah, I think it's the he's taken people's expectations up to here. But with budgets that don't even exist. So they're like, let's do an $80,000. So he basically, yeah. so I heard somewhere that he would go in and do a basement and he would build a basement to the T, like a $100,000 basement, let's say. But the client would only have to pay 20%. I think yeah, I heard no, that. Right? Said, yeah. But agreements. then the problem is us, we go in, they're like, we want but the same thing and pay $20,000. He should for have him. said this. Yeah. yeah. He should have made it very clear for on the, the
1: show. Yeah. Listen, guys, I'm here to show you how to properly do things. Yes, what I'm going to do here is not $20,000. It is a $100,000 Exactly. This is what the budget was for this project. But because of my sponsors and we're here to help and and save people, he could have done it in a better way
0: that didn't hurt construction people. The problem was that he made every other GC look inferior to him. 100%. Listen, marketing wise, guys, a businessman did a great job. Yeah, Mike yeah. Holmes is everywhere now. He's yeah, on billboards, he TV, his daughter, everything. And... So, they've done a good job for the family. And I can't hate on that. No, the trouble though is that to your point, he's created this separation between himself and regular general contractors that are out there working every day
2: doing good work. But that's the problem too, is that for the show, you think they're going to show you. A good GC job that Mike Holmes went into? No, they're going to show you the fucking worst one because it's going to make him look the best. It's TV. It's TV. People don't realize there's a difference between TV and And reality. reality. Yeah. Always yeah. happens. I know people but, get sucked into it, and that's they think that's the only fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. but Brian Balmer, I like. I don't
0: mind no, my It's a little Bomber. bit too much, but Brian Balmer, I think, is actually legit. Like you see him doing. Brian Balmer,
1: his guy that designs his stuff was the guy that did all of the things that oh, I did. No way. So that there is. Uh, he was even on his uh, show, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, him. I can't say anything about because he's he wasn't like the Holmes. Yeah. Holmes did his own thing, they had the thing. But, but I, my opinion, I really think if, if more people would have got punched in the face, things wouldn't have gone this way. Yeah. Because the thing is, all these guys, may be the contractors, the homeowners, everyone was just, I'll sue you. I'll yeah. sue you. That's it. Like, so when you just throw that word, out, I'll sue you, no one gets to really understand how to interact with people. And how to truly do
0: proper business.
1: 100%. There's nothing wrong with not agreeing mm. with the general contractor. And sitting down, having a discussion. Making him or her explain to you why this is, why this happened. And then finding out that line yeah. where you both feel comfortable. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. And you go from being like, man, I had people. Guys, I had a fucking customer up there at the end of the project. Which was a year and a half. We got paid. They gave me an invoice. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? For every food or pop or water they gave gave us, they charged us. I had a bill for 22 grand.
0: (laughs) How much fucking did you drink?
1: Was it a big crew for like a year or two? Yeah, yeah, for a year and a half. So 22 grand they charged me. Now that 22 grand was not because it was 22 grand in drinks and, and food, it was, they charged me for the travel time. Oh my they God. They charged me for gas. Wow. They charged me for insurance. They
0: charged, like, bro, like it was to the point where they're charging me for a fucking straw. But like, how do you do that as a normal human being and do that with a straight face? But these face? people aren't normal. Those. That's okay. Yeah, and that's like, a good point. You know I'm I mean? glad that you brought yeah. that up because I talk about this a lot too. Another thing that we get involved with in our business is there's a lot of people that have mental health issues. Sure. And we have to deal with that as a general yeah. contractor trying to run a multimillion dollar business. Yeah. You're dealing with a homeowner that has no idea about what they're doing, but has a line of credit that now they can pull from a bank and pretend like they're rich now and they mm-hmm. got all this money to build it. And the, and the problem is you start working with them and they don't understand the process. And then they have their own internal things that they're dealing with and they put that on you. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're like in this whole mess of a world that they're involved with, they created and all you want to do is just do your job, get paid, go home to your family. And now you're intertwined with these people because they'll say, you know what? Not happy. Take me to court. And you're like, as soon as they say that, it's, you're right. Everything's done. Now there's like a wall between you guys. Yeah. And you can't figure this shit out anymore. And why? It doesn't it never has to go that way. We're like reasonable people. We can talk this out because we understand what our business is and what it entails and what the costs are and what you're saying. But there has to be that middle ground. It can't just be as easy as take me to court, talk to my lawyers. Because it's just, and we have a lawyer coming in. A podcast soon to talk about that and talk about what our rights are as a GC and how that's changed or progressed or gotten better because mm-hmm. there's no protection for us man besides a lien there's no yeah, protection for us no like you're left three hundred thousand dollars out and what can you do you, you have this guy who's a multi-millionaire who's probably could put you no, in court 100%. for years and you're left what are you gonna do you're not gonna do nothing yeah it's uh shit it's shit it's <laughs> shit that's why residential is a small component we still do it but to your point we Res- look at the person.
1: Yeah. Residential, though, the only way I'll ever touch that again is if it was I bought the land, I'm building the house, and then I put the house up for sale. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. That's to how go, it should be.
1: To go in when someone calls you to come build their house, you must know right away that it's going to be a headache. I don't care how much you like them, how nice they are, how friendly, they're Christian. It, it doesn't matter, man. When you start working with these people... It's even, and listen, I'll flip it. It's frustrating for them too, because there's, there's so much coming at them now. Mm-hmm. They go out, they see a different tile. They see different lights. Like they're learning as you are going yeah, and then they're trying to change things on the fly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we have you know rules for that. Yeah.
1: That doesn't work for us. Yeah. We don't do that. And then they change on the fly and they think that when you give them the bill, they're like, what's this? You changed. I had to take it. Oh, we
0: thought you were just going to do that. Well, yeah. Why do you people assume shit? A lot of education, right? There's a lot, a lot of education. education we do our client. We have a client now coming up, beautiful home we're going to build. but We've educated them, right? Like we put them in place with mm-hmm. our architect, but not just the architect, an interior designer. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a design package. We need a spec book to know exactly yeah. what the tile is, what, the, what it's going to look like, where it's going to be installed, how it's going to be installed. Because to your point, that takes months of just going through and say, okay, we're waiting for the tile. What are they going to pick? And they realize that time is money for us like any other business. We can't just sit around and wait. For people to make decisions so we're very selective on who we bring on from a residential standpoint but to your point i tell everybody what's your favorite car i know you have a lot of them but what would be a car right now you'd love to buy rolls what kind of rolls probably the phantom would you beautiful choice. nice <laughs> but you wouldn't go to a rolls, rolls royce dealership and say hey guys i want to build a rolls royce phantom i want you to build a rolls royce phantom for me and i want to pay you as you go and we're gonna I want to be involved yeah. and I want to pick up the stuff as we're going involved no no way I would go buy it then I would take it home and I would do whatever work. you want so yeah. I'm saying why is home building not like that you yeah. shouldn't be involved in the process you shouldn't be involved with the mechanic or they got body shop guy putting the car together yeah but
1: this is what I'm saying though guys I think we've we've given people credit that they didn't get yet meaning we think because they're successful Because they have a line of credit or just cash, period, they're smart. Yes. Listen, guys, I know a lot of rich people that I wouldn't let carry my fucking gym bag across the street. (laughs) Okay? Just because you have money, it doesn't mean you're smart. Just because you have cash doesn't mean that you know what you're doing. Most people that have been successful in business, it's because they've stepped back and allowed the professionals to run their company and let the founder sit in that founder seat, stroke his ego or her ego,
0: and... Work um, on the business. Just keep growing your business, but don't work in your business. And the same thing with us. Like, I'm not on site anymore. Nuno's on on site, but from a management perspective, he's not swinging a hammer anymore. That's the only way we can build this thing out and work with the people. So it's difficult in our... When we were starting off that, we were actually the ones doing the job, dealing with the clients, looking at the change orders, invoicing, collecting checks, going to the bank, paying all the trades like he was a fucking another thing that
1: I don't like in construction is people that involve family in their business that's and I know you you have that but I don't like see family is a very scary thing family they feel entitled and that happens right from the parents even brothers, sister, parents aunts, uncles if you become you're doing your job at the At a high end, you're making bank. You're comfortable. You're comfortable. Your your life is good. They expect to be a part of that man. And what happens, I find a lot of time is why some friendships and brothers and sisters fall apart is because they don't bring a lot to the table, and you're actually trying to push them through. And I'm not saying that's what's happening in your situation, but I had a family member coming to the business who was in the shingling roofing business for a long time but was a degenerate and i wanted to save him i wanted to help him he's my dad's brother so i thought you know what like i'm gonna why would i not i'm gonna bring this guy on he does have knowledge he does know what he's doing but the problem was he was just a goof if he would want he said to me one day i want ten thousand cash every two weeks and it was like <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about man <laughs> yeah. but this is how he lived yeah he didn't pay taxes he didn't do this he didn't pay his bills he would fuck people non-stop to the point where he had to work with me because no one else would even go work for him and i no longer speak to him and if i actually saw him on the street i'd probably fucking knock him out hard it's it's very hard yeah. man. and it's something that when people tell me should i do that i would say no that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, friendship in business. yeah, Friendship can happen, meaning two friends get into business together. But there was a time <coughs> in my life where I was so money hungry that I would sometimes do stupid things too. I would chase the dollar and I would pivot when I shouldn't have pivoted. And then that would hurt other people. And, the, and it, it just caused a lot of stuff. So... I think the only way to run a construction company now is if you're level-headed, you're not chasing the dollar, you know that you're going to have to work hard, yes, you will be able to take care of your family, but if you think that you're going to get rich off a couple projects just in construction and you're not going to diversify your portfolio on how you're making cash, you're putting all your eggs into that one business, that's a hard one, man, because look at what we're going through right now. Covid, man, like yeah. fucking shit's shut down. You got to stand in line up to get a two by four. It's two fucked. by four takes you fucking twenty. See the hours price of two get. by
2: fours? Yeah,
0: twenty four dollars. Fucking seven fifty, seven thirty. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. But it's all bullshit. It's all propaganda. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's all bullshit. There is, there's no shortage of fucking trees. Yeah, it's the mills that
0: shut down. That's the problem. Yeah, but Cause there, there's still so supply. much, man. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's listen. Everyone needed an angle here to, to make, make it money. money. Yeah. Texas has a snowstorm. Our fucking gas goes up. Fucking Obama took a shit this morning. Our prices in Bitcoin just went up <laughs> because he took a shit. Like, it gets to be the point where it's absolutely stupid. And I find that the world, there's 1% of us that have brains in our head. The other people, they just follow suit. They're sheep.
0: They're dumb. It's just pathetic, man. I think it's more than 1%. I'm going to give you a little bit more credit. I think that what we're doing, you and I, and what we're trying to build other people, we've seen our goofs, right? Yeah. You and I have seen our goofs, but we've also worked with a lot of good people. But to your point, we always give the benefit of the doubt. And I think you're like me a lot. We wear our heart in our Shut sleeves, up, right? Man. Too much. But I feel like people can say that's a disadvantage, but it's an advantage. And if one day you'll see why it's an advantage and I, that's all i can say is i don't know why i do that but i give everybody the benefit that i trust everybody until i yeah. don't have to until I, until I can't trust them to that right. point that the people that we've worked with before in the past like we just we want to believe people what they're saying but now we have to go into it for more level-minded but i do think there are a lot of good people out there but you're right there are a lot of people that yeah. just follow i think suit. the
1: covid i think what it's done for me man is just it's made me grateful for things. Yeah. it's made me grateful for the friends that i truly have it's been able to
2: tell those other people that I don't want in my life to fuck off. And, uh, it's a purge. I think it's, it's an, a purge. A, it's an expedite. It's, everything's been expedited. Like for me, certain people I used to hang out with because, yeah, you know, according to my last podcast, I'm 14 fucking years old, yeah. they told me, but <laughs> everyone you. that I was basically hanging out with in high school, college, university, and we had that mutual connection because of that school establishment, Yeah, I don't fucking talk to them because... Why they didn't you? reach out to me during COVID. Yeah. They didn't fucking say anything about my wedding. They didn't. All yeah. these fucking red flags. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't need it. Yeah. The people that I'm tight with. That's my new crew. That's it. But you're young, so you're in your 20s. So I'm saying that crew is going to get smaller. Right? you small. uh, 28. 28. 29. 28. 29. Do you I'm, remember 29? I had pubic hair. <laughs> <this fucking guy. laughs> For sure. 100. 20. Yeah. Oh, wow. 29 was. was
1: good, man. Those
0: were good days. Yeah. So I think that circle. From what I've learned, it, it, it'll it gr- it'll get smaller. It'll grow a little bit, but it'll always get smaller. It'll grow a little bit, but it always gets smaller. You'll yeah. only have five or key people that you can go to and just be like, I can trust these people. I think I'm at five right now. But that's good, though. That's, that's not fair. a bad thing, man. You just need one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think too, man, like for me, the only way I would ever get back into construction would be to sit with the people. Because now one of the gifts I have is I'm good with sitting with people You're- and talking and explaining. And You're
0: getting. not good. You're great. I got to give yeah. you that credit. Thank I man. think one of the biggest advantages that you have is how to, you've seen so much how to control groups of people, people and read them. And I, I talk about on our them. other podcasts. I'm a good reader. You're a good, great reader. So you could tell right off the bat, this guy's a piece of shit. We're not working with that guy. I like this person. And we've done yeah. it before. How many meetings have we have like oh, that? Fuck, and listen, you have a, a, an image that you portray that I really admire too, because it's, you can come across a certain way, but then you're in a boardroom and you command the boardroom. And I'm like, you have the best of both sides you know? Yeah. you know
1: what's crazy to you man i had the best for the small jobs like i'd have people come in and paint their kitchen or or wallpaper a powder room or put some crown molding in their powder room whatever it would be but these people were all like 70 plus and these people which i thought would be so terrified of me loved me mm-hmm. i was i just one lady i'll never forget man every morning i would show up she had a fresh pot of coffee Pumpkin spice muffins, homemade, (laughs) with a blob of cream cheese in the center. And I would sit there with her for an hour and just talk. Chat. And chat, talk about my grandparents. And then she'd have lunch ready for me she'd call me like I, at one point i had listen i gotta get this job done yeah like, i've yeah. been here for fucking six days it should have been done <laughs> yeah i'm not making any money and then i would go back but i yeah. just drop in to see her if i was in the neighborhood yeah. so there i are did people have a personal. lot of great people man and i'm good at that man and even now in the businesses that i'm in now that's why i'm there because i'm the guard dog i'm the guy that will sit with famous people even and i'm not fame struck i don't give a fuck who you are you put your pants on the same way yeah a bullet in the head you're gonna be dead yeah i can choke you out punch you out you're gonna bleed so it doesn't matter right we're the same people yes you're famous you may be rich but you're just still you're just a fucking guy
2: yeah
0: or a girl a good person is a good person a piece of shit person a piece of shippers no matter yeah. who they are what their background is that's the only thing is this world is about reading people so for us in construction who we get to bed with is so important to me right now if i don't If I have an inkling or a smell like this not gonna go, there's no point of us wasting our time. And so the projects that you have now that we're discussing, right? They're great because you come on in a different role. You understand the business and you know that we understand the business. So now you know who's the team that you wanna bring in because you know that you trust what we're doing and that's all this business is about. Yeah, so my look at it too
1: now is the age that I am, the stuff that I've gone through, I actually have a tight circle now and I don't need to step outside of that circle. And it doesn't, and I won't. I won't. I don't need anything else. I don't need any other contacts, meaning in my circle. Obviously, I'll sit and meet people, but I'm not looking to build a friendship. Yeah. I'm there for business. And I think that's the big thing, too, man, is you really got to know how to read people. And one thing that I also, and this is one of your things, bro, like Nuno gets really excited. So if Nuno sees something that he's excited about, he can't hide it. So he'll go out and buy a fucking drone and he's like, oh, bro, look at me. fucking the cottage. Like, he's showing videos. He's like this guy. If you want someone that has the latest shit, it's Nuno. Like, oh, I didn't bring the see, Oculus, at, bro. Oh, see, fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah. We want to try that headgear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll okay. try it some other time. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So one of the things I would say for you is that I've learned to do and that I, I continue to do is I don't show anything. You could say to me, Listen, I got this guy, and he shits out gold bricks (laughs) at 11 p.m. every night. Come. And I'd be like, yeah, sounds cool, man. I'll let you know. Even if I'm so excited about it, you don't show it. Because sometimes you get super excited, too, and you're talking too much. People are like, what the fuck? Like, like, you know what I mean? It just some people don't like that, man. So I've I've really learned, and especially as of lately, I don't show it, man. I sit, I listen. Sometimes I won't even speak. Like I just had to sit down yesterday with a massive, something that came to me that's very big, but he even said to me, he goes, like, you don't even seem excited about this. And I said, why would I be excited?
2: It's not done yet. It's not done. Yeah.
1: The pie's not even fucking baked. Yeah. You, I said, you're already spending your cash. I know the process here, man. This is not a, a two day thing. This is like months to see if it can pan out. Hmm. So I no longer get excited about stuff until it actually happens. And I'm dealing with something right now. Like that's very big, but you just got to be patient, man. And patience for me is very hard because I'm not a patient person. So being patient, being grateful for where I am now,
2: I have to keep that
1: right in my head.
2: I've even done before. I tell Andrew all the time, my wife, so your wife. Yeah. I'm married. (laughs) Sometimes, whether it be for work, for her, or her friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Something will get done, but it's not done. It's not mm-hmm. done yet. She goes, oh, I told her thanks, this. And I said, why the fuck did you say thank you? Yeah, It's not done. It can go fucking south real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why are you saying thank you now? Or like even an Uber driver. going the Uber. Oh, thanks for picking me up. I didn't fucking arrive safe. I'm not saying fucking thank <laughs> you until I get there. <laughs> I've always done that <laughs> since I was young. too. Yeah. because Uber
1: drivers, man. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Like Uber drivers, man. <laughs> fuck. How the fuck is it here? Uber drivers? I got into... Listen, I'll take an Uber if I have to. About I don't know two ten days ago or something, I had to go somewhere. My truck was in the shop, so my my wife says, "Don't worry, I'll call for a freaking Uber." I get into this fucking Uber. This guy was from like Bulgaria, and he owned like I mean, like he owned like a disco tack. Like it was so (laughs) fucking retarded. This guy owns so much shit. But he's doing Uber. But he's driving Uber. I know, and and he to the point where he wouldn't shut up. Where I said, "Sir, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure my wife said silent." <laughs> <On> the, yeah, <laughs> when you requested, I don't fucking want to talk to you. And I said, "I'm not being rude, man, but I said I am going to ask you one thing: Why the fuck are you driving Uber when you own all this shit back in your country?" And he's said, like, "Oh, it's just something to do." And I'm like, "Holy fuck! Okay, cool." Yeah. Like it was just it just bizarre. I like that, that whole. DoorDash, Uber shit. Yeah. This stuff is crazy. But I man. swear all the
2: drivers are the same fucking story. Because I, uh, the first thing I always do when I get an Uber, mm-hmm. so usually I go in the front seat, not now because of COVID, but I always okay. go in the front. Oh, dude? So right beside the fucking guy or oh, girl. Wow. Every you time. don't trust anybody, eh? I don't give a fuck. I want to see what he's doing. <laughs> I don't trust no one, man. So I go to the front and it's always, you know, awkward. Oh, hey, how are you? You sit down. The first thing I always yeah,
0: it's ask. awkward because no one ever sits in the front. Always, this guy's like, what's this guy <laughs> so saying? I always go, I always go,
2: how long have you been doing Uber for? Always, You always ask, how long have you been doing Uber for? How long have you been doing Uber Eats for? Because you want to have a conversation. And then the whole fucking, it's just awkward. Because you're just talking about what they did in their past. Why they're doing this job. They have, oh, I do Uber for 14 hours. And then I do deliveries at night for Mm -hmm. this. And then I go to a club and I'm a promoter. Back home, I had a fucking cafe. And I'm like... Holy shit, you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing good, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Sometimes That's it's just... How about shit.
0: you just don't ask him any questions? How about that? Just go there and sit
2: beside him? That's what I Look do. Look at him? I'm just
1: quiet. The whole time? Yeah, I know. I'm on my phone. I get work done. Yeah. I, I came from Hamilton. I had to go to Hamilton to pick up a car. Then the car wasn't ready. So, she calls an Uber. Now, Hamilton, guys, is, is the armpit of of fucking Ontario, basically. Mm. But you could say that, though, because... No, I can say that, but it's a different place, man. Like, it runs itself. It's very different. But the people there, too. So this Uber driver picks me up, and this is in COVID, and he's... I'm in the back. The heat's blaring. He's coughing his fucking brains out, Mm. and I'm thinking, oh, my God. Like, I got the word. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting COVID. (laughs) I'm getting COVID today. This is happening. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, what are you doing? He had a trach, man. So now this guy is talking to me. And I felt bad, man, because I'm like, this guy was like 73, man. And I'm like, why are you driving Uber? He's like, oh, man, my my wife's very sick. I'm sick. I'm thinking, no shit, you have COVID. I'm going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) But this guy dropped me off. And I actually felt like if I had money, like if I had like money, I would have given this guy money. I said, listen, go home. Be with your wife. Just stop, man. Because it's sad, man. The world now, where people are at, and what what they're having to do at these
0: points of their life. Yeah, it's wrong, man. Got to do what you got to do, yeah. though. Got to do what you got to do, it's,
1: Yeah, it's just <clears throat> fucked up.
0: Yeah. Listen, man. We're gonna get, have you do a code word
2: right now. It's a code word. So code. Yeah. during the episode, go ahead. Basically, we have our guest. Yeah. You get to create a code word, and this code word could be anything you want or a phrase. Okay. And our listeners, just to make sure they made it this far yeah. in the podcast, and we always do it around this point so they don't just skip to the fucking end and then get yeah. the code word and don't listen to us at all. Okay. And then they submit it to us online and they can get some EN2 swag and gear. Okay. So the code word can be anything you want. WAP. WAP, Wap? <laughs> Wet ass pussy There you go You heard it right there Wap There it is, is the WAP You <laughs> know what man I just heard that
0: yesterday So I'm fucking throwing it up. Yeah yeah. That's the code word WAP It's a great song It is It's great It's weird when like you, Your kids sing the Censored version of it. You. You're like looking <laughs> Fuck this is not gonna be good Yeah yeah oh, It's yeah. good man Listen it's always great Chatting with you man Like we, we get together Like once a month now If that, yeah, right We used to be together be Every back, day man.
1: We can do a lot of shit here bro
0: Yeah we, we can talk about This is for anything really But like we can talk about stuff that starts popping. I know yeah, you got, got a lot, lot of shit, shit that's going, on, that's going on, right? Man. From <clears> cars <throat> to CBD to THC. <clears throat> yeah, anything you want to talk game, about? Man. Anything exciting for
2: you? <clears> Any good stocks? Oh, uh, this guy's got I love stocks. stocks.
1: Uh, crazy. You know what? You know what? I'm going to be getting a lot of is the Bitcoin shit. Yeah, all the coins all that it's stuff like 50 grand now yeah, yeah, I
2: Ethereum that. though I got my buddy
1: right now who's killing it man yeah. like, he's making so much money he actually this one coin went up 300% like what the fuck man I that's nuts this is crazy exciting man there's a lot of stuff going on bro Like the I got the car stuff going on this, the THC side of stuff our company Calyx, and that's me stuttering guys it's, this shit's not breaking <laughs> up man <laughs> You've been great. Yeah, good, yeah you've fuck, been great. Fuck everyone out here. No, it's good. It. So yeah, like right now for us, Calyx is getting big, man. We're, we're going to be going into the States, doing stuff there. And yeah, man, I'm just, I'm involved in a lot of great stuff with a lot of good people. Yeah. People that I want to be around. That's right? it. And I'm trying to also bring people like yourself into things, man, because one of the things I will say, if you're going to go to the top and you're going to have bank that it gives you that type of life, you might as well share it because if you're gonna have bank be, be alone. by yourself, yeah. what the fuck is the point, man? And yeah. for me, I'm really doing this for my my friends, which I call they're my they're my brothers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I wanna make sure they're good. I wanna make sure their kids are good. And I wanna make sure my kid is good, man. And my you know last thing I want to do is leave, get killed today, and my wife and my son don't have anything. I don't want to leave here and leave them screwed. So basically, everything I'm doing now is not about myself, actually. I want to make sure that my people are good. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm all about.
0: You've also talked a lot about through this whole COVID time, how you just, and I've done the same thing is try to blank out everything outside and just look internally and trying to calm yourself and calm the mind and try to look at how we can help ourselves inside so we can be a better person. outside. Yeah.
1: And I think that's hard, man, because I've been through a lot and I'm not complaining. I'm not saying, I'm just saying I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot, but until you actually take time to realize where you've been what you've done, why you've done it and apologize to yourself even and to the people around you and forgive, you won't go anywhere, man. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, man, if you have negative energy around you or in you, you're going to attract the same man. And, and now I truly have some of the best people around me that believe in me, that I tell them anything, they don't even second guess me and that's that's big man when you can go around with these types of people and i have some high profile people in my life that people would never think i'd ever be friends with and it's not because of money it's because we think the same man Hmm. we're all about love we're all about respect we want to make sure if i'm there you're there even projects are coming my way right now tons of projects are coming my way that are secured and everything i'm not looking to take the whole profit man i'm like hey fuck if if i can bring a deal and you can make 600k you can make 600k and i make 400k and i don't give a fuck man you're only as good as the last deal you did yeah and this is the thing with people man is they just need to nothing's nothing comes easy guys nothing comes easy nothing in my life has ever came easy and when it did it left as quick as as it it came came. yeah that's from girls that's from businesses that's from friendships cash you know what i mean yeah. like it's just easy come easy go and i love the haters out there there's a lot of haters when it comes to who i am and from the past and i love it because at the end of the day they all can talk shit they all can say what they want they won't say it to my face but at the end of the day you were around me man you were the same type of fucking person yeah and it's funny how they think they weren't and it's it's just funny, man. The world, for me, you I, I think you're bang on, bro. COVID really made, made me see who, who everybody around me, who they are. Yeah. And who, you know, what I, because before, man, I didn't give a fuck, man. Like, I would do anything.
0: I just didn't care. And now, I'm like, no,
1: there's things now you bring it to me. I say, sound good, but I don't know anything
0: about it. I, so I'm not going to do it. You're more honest about it. And I think we're the same age. So I think... We just have less patience. Yeah. Thirty-two. Yeah. You wish. I think now just for me, it's less pay. I don't deal with the bullshit anymore. Like I'll call people out. I'll be like, that doesn't make well, any you sense. Please explain. Let's be honest here, guys. Yeah. Michelle's gonna kick the shit yeah. out of you. Yeah, that's funny. Man. Listen, man, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks I appreciate you me, being man. on our podcast. I love you and I love look you forward too, to bro. doing so much more stuff together. So thanks again. All right, man.